Quick note right here at the top, I recorded this in my car with a not-so-good microphone, though better than the one you're listening to right now. And uh, so somewhere in the middle of this episode, for about 30 seconds, there's some uh, interference noises that don't distort the audio track to where you can't understand what's being said, but I just want to let you know so that you don't think it's your equipment. No, no, it's mine. My apologies. Now welcome to Season 4 of Our Undoing Radio. Aloha, everyone out there in podcast land. Welcome to Our Undoing, season four, which um, I cliffhangered it last season saying, oh, this will be one where I uh, put out a list of topics and people can, you know, listeners can uh, chime in if they want to partake in a discussion on these topics or give their own topic, that sort of thing. Uh, We interrupt our regularly scheduled program to bring you this season instead, because one, not enough people have bitten on that yet to make it worth doing. But two, um, now that we're all stuck inside indefinitely, maybe it's uh, maybe it's good and necessary to pump out a new season for you as quickly as possible. But don't worry, I won't skimp on the quality. Oh no. And so this season, we're going to do something a little fun and a little self-serving, um, or no self-serving. No, it's actually just self-serving, uh, which is I'm going to do episodes in the vein of the uh, essay Pathless Paths, as I call them, um, on OurUndoing.com. No better time to promote the website than now, because we now have a completely free version of the website which is updated weekly with new written material, new audio, new video. Um, So definitely go now to OurUndoing.com and check it out. You can listen to this podcast there as well. Um, So if you've gone before and you were brought to that portal page that just sort of says, you got to sign up and be a lifetime member or a monthly member, no more of that. Uh, You can donate if you want, and if you do donate, um then you'll be put into a pool. And once we raise $333, every time we do that, um, I will pick someone at random out of the pool of donors. And you can donate any amount you want over a buck, I think maybe two bucks, but I think a buck and you'll, uh, win, I guess a lifetime membership. Um, so I'm still doing lifetime memberships at $333 and then giving away memberships to, well, you know, giving away for the price of whatever you donate. Um, and also anytime someone buys a lifetime membership, you end up sponsoring someone from that donation pool. So someone from that donation pool at random, uh, will receive a lifetime membership. Um, so there's two ways to get that membership. (laughs) Well, three, I guess if you outright buy one, so outright buy one or someone else buys one and you have a chance to win or you just donate and you have a chance to win. Um, If that all makes sense, that's how we're doing it now. But don't feel any pressure to donate or or buy into the site at all because, again, free website. Okay. So, The Pathless Paths, uh, which is me stealing from Jiddu Krishnamurti, um, they are four different writing styles, I guess, or four different approaches 
to basically keep saying the same thing <laughs> that I've been saying in this show, which is that you can't approach truth. The seeker has to stop in order for truth to be the case. And we need to keep hearing this over and over again um, until it finally sinks in past the defense mechanisms, the intellect, past the seeker who says, no, I want to be alive, who then cunningly may say, uh, all right, I'll kill myself if that means transcending, which isn't real. Uh, there is no egoic death that you can give yourself. That would just be you lying to yourself, right? And when I say death and when I say kill, uh, I am talking about ego or the sense of self while the body remains alive. We're not talking about actual murder, suicide, or any silly stuff like that. So uh, one path is called talking to oneself, and that basically um, deals with things that we say and things that we invent and actions that we take in life that have a wake-up call within them, that are us talking to ourselves, telling us uh, what we believe we're missing, what we're missing inside, that sort of thing. So that's talking to oneself. Then there's um, lessons with nature, which tend to be uh, my takeaways from interactions with the natural world, with uh, animals, with plants, with Mother Earth. Um, then there's dispatches from deep listening, uh, which are takeaways from conversations that I've had, conversations I've heard maybe even gurus on YouTube that I've watched and have a response to, um, or just truisms and sort of everyday things that we say, um, sort of really taking a microscope to these conversations, these dialogues, and these things that we say to see what the truth is about them um, or what the deeper thing is going unsaid or what is wrong with them right up front. Uh, then there's scenery from a life and that is mm, looser. <laughs> That's more, um, stuff for my own life. Uh, use myself as the Guinea pig to illuminate something of truth or something of the false, which in itself illuminates truth. Right. Um, but I also use that section for various other essays that don't fit into the previous three sections. And then for lifetime subscribers, there's a section called Moustez, which at the moment contains long form, uh, seminars from moi. Um, but there's more stuff coming to that section as well, but that's just for lifetime members. There's also a message board for lifetime members. So yeah, do consider becoming a lifetime member. It's totally worth it. Okay. So that is what I'm going to be doing here. On this season, I'm going to be um, doing episodes in the vein of those writing paths. And so let's get to it on this episode. Let's start with, well, it's sort of a dispatch from deep listening type thing, except I think I want you to do the listening. Uh, listen to ourselves, listen to the news, listen to the politicians and the corporations and what everyone's trying to do here with this COVID-19 virus. 
And maybe you've already done this. Maybe you're doing this as you listen to the news, um, as you listen to the president, such as he is. This push to get back to normalcy as quickly as possible when normalcy isn't working. When, in fact, normalcy, uh, meaning the system, the political system that we have, cannot work anymore. Or I should say it hasn't been working. We just really haven't had a dose of what that means until right now. I mean, did you ever think that a virus would put the world out? (laughs) Stop everything. There's a virus. I mean, I know we've all seen the horror movie, but in the horror movie, a virus either wipes everyone out and the remainder that's left have to sort of piece their lives back together in this post-apocalyptic situation or somebody runs from fake fire with a vial of cure in their hand in slow motion and they jump to the helicopter to get that one magic potion, that magic elixir to safety so that they can save the world. Thanks, patient zero. You came up with the antibodies, you know, that sort of thing. But in reality, what we're seeing is um, there's a virus that we don't have an immunity to and we don't know how bad it's going to get. Stop everything. Um, But in this country, we can't stop everything because uh, most people don't even have $400 in their bank account. And here I am asking for 333 of yours. (laughs) Wait, no, cut. Nevertheless, you get the point. Um, We ain't got the cash because the system is set up against us to not have any sort of backup plan for ourselves. And so here comes something out of our, all of our control and like sort of the right response to that would be, um, okay, then let's either halt the monetary system so that nobody owes bills to anyone. Just money doesn't matter. Everybody get to work like Smurf village, all of the necessary people coupled with how do we become more self-sustainable even in big cities? Maybe we get like rooftop farming going or something. Um, we got to look for these other ways to sustain, sustain ourselves because we see that the system isn't, isn't even set up to work for us. But instead of doing that, we're trying to just sort of band-aid the system a little bit, give people a little bit of cash uh, so they can pay their bills, um, or at least some of their bills, enough to stay afloat. But we don't know how long the problem is going to be here for, right? So. How's that going to work in the long run? And this thing is going to sort of recede during the summer as viruses tend to do. And then it's going to come back most likely uh, a thousand fold in the, in the fall and in the winter, it's going to come back far worse. So if we still don't have any sort of treatment for it by then, what are we going to do? Are we going to go back into hiding, back into self-quarantine, back into desolate towns and all of that? So to me, you know, in the movie version, again, there are two ways to go with this. Either we become Kumbaya and start helping each other out like Smurf Village, or we go the other way and we gather our guns and we hunker down in our bunkers and we fight for food and toilet paper. But what seems to actually be happening is not really either of those i mean there's some of the kumbaya stuff and there is some gun hoarding stuff um but it's really this press to repress to go eh, this isn't really happening 
Or if it is happening, well, it's just going to kill old people and uh, who cares about them? Nobody likes their grandma anymore, apparently. <laughs> There's this push to just murder, to murder each other um, once we get to a certain age. Because you want to go walk around in a park and the stockbroker wants to broker stock. Now, make no mistake about it, this is pure madness. But this madness didn't just come upon us. This madness has been with us. This madness is us. We invented the broken system. We sustain the broken system. We worship the broken system. We are the broken system. Yes, even you, 99%. Everyone who just sits back and says, ah, there's nothing we can do about it, is a part of the broken system. And I can only speak to America, even though I know the sort of nonsense is going on around the world. This push to have insane men run the world at this time is striking. Uh, especially since two of them are orange in the UK and in the US. That That's weird, right? Uh, so here in the US, you know, we've got this, this uh, presidential election coming up. And uh, on the Republican side, of course, it's crazy Trump. And on the Democratic side, you had an option between um, two candidates, at least one of whom honestly wanted progress, wanted to make the system as whole as possible in Bernie Sanders. And then in Elizabeth Warren, uh, she claimed to, but I don't know that that that's really true, because in the end, her actions uh, speak to her own selfishness. But. Who wants to get into that argument right now? Not me. So we'll just say that there were two basic modes of operation. The, uh, let's just make everything the way it was right before Trump got into office and let's make things work because they weren't working before Trump got into office. That's how Trump got into office. Um, and by and large, the people who pride themselves on being either smarter than or less insane than uh, Donald Trump's voters, uh, the Democrats, by and large, went with their own fear and went with Joe Biden, who stands for nothing, who might have dementia. He's certainly not all there. And at this point, it looks like he might even be a really, I don't know if rapist is the right word, but certainly a harsh sexual harasser if these latest allegations turn out to be true. But just like with the Trump voters, none of that's going to matter. It doesn't matter that he's not all there. It doesn't matter that he doesn't really seem to want to run for president. It doesn't matter what his past has, is. All that matters is that he's not Trump. And the media told us that real change is scary and that we can't afford it. And he's not that real change. <laughs> so let's get him into office. I mean, all of this mechanism from fear when we claim to be otherwise is the insanity that we've always been. It's not new. It's just really bolding in our face right now. But that's the thing about disease is that it puts these symptoms out there. And if you don't heed them, there can be an infection, right? There can be an overtaking of the disease. And that's where we are mentally and or spiritually, if you want to call it that. 
uh, everyone's being overtaken by their own dis-eat. So there's not a a lot of daylight, in my mind, between um, a Trumper and a neocon, you know, so-called liberal Democrat. The only real change would have been um, Bernie Sanders. But even that is its own Band-Aid solution. It's necessary because we all need to live and, and have time to figure out what life is and all of that. But ultimately, we need to be transcending this mind altogether, the mind that keeps worshiping systems and believing science will save us and on and on and on because that mind is a part of the pendulum that will always swing back to something awful, to a Trump. Um, it just is. So, of course, our undoing, this podcast, the website, are dedicated to consistently pointing this out. And then also consistently pointing out that there is nothing you can do because you are that problem. So the you is the one who has to dissolve to go away for the so-called new, for really the ever-present case, for the now, for truth with a capital T, to come to the fore uh, as wisdom. Truth's wisdom replaces your knowledge. I mean, it doesn't replace it. Not, it's not as though you get amnesia over the things you've learned. It's just you completely understand right from wrong, uh, if you want to call it that. You know what needs to be done. You know why other people don't know what needs to be done. You're no longer living in ignorance. That's part of what we got to be. We got to be that person. But for now, if you're wondering why it seems as though everyone's going crazy, how it's possible that we've put economy over people, just know that this is a completely buffoonish, outlandish, in-your-face version of what we've always been as Americans. I mean, this is the system that we've built. And it's not, it's not everyone else. It's all of us. You know, one of the things in getting to little political arguments online that people would say to me about Bernie Sanders is he geared his, uh, his platform toward the youth, and the youth didn't come out to vote for him. And that's true. Uh, they go to these rallies and then apparently they don't come out to vote for him. Um, so one way to look at that is to say, what is wrong with these people when they're the ones telling us that they believe because of climate change, especially their future, uh, their very existence relies on someone like Bernie getting in and caring enough to take all the right steps, economy be damned. To sustain us, to sustain the environment. Um, if they honestly believe that, and they still can't be bothered to come out and vote for him, then what the hell's wrong with these, these kids? Of course, another way to look at it is, when have the young ever been really responsible and come out and voted? So isn't it up to their parents to come out and vote on their behalf? <laughs> right? Like all these baby boomers who used to believe in stuff, who used to be the feminists and the civil rights advocates and go down the list, the hippie generation, what happened? Why are you saying that the kids should have come out and voted for him? Why aren't you coming out and voting for Bernie Sanders? Why aren't you coming out and voting for the best option? 
Well, of course, it turns out that a lot of them took a hard right turn at Ronald Reagan and never looked back. So <laughs> there's selfishness to go around. Um, everyone wants to put it on someone else. Everyone wants to say, look, I'm just doing the best I can. I'm looking out for me and mine. And we're not living in a lookout for me and mine world anymore. We never were, but now it's in your face. I mean, with this virus being really a harbinger of other things to come, I mean, it's not just going to be one thing, right? It's going to be the viruses. It's going to be um, the seas rising. It's going to be perhaps a quick freeze as ice slides down from the north across the continent. Um, You know, there are all of these possibilities that we all sort of laugh at and hope aren't going to happen and uh ha-ha, but they're all staring us in the face and we know it. And here we're seeing one peek its head and we can't even respond to it. Our response is like, no, just pretend it's not there. Let's get back to normal. Um, kill grandma and grandpa. And for those of us who find that just dis- reprehensible, disgusting, we're still going to argue it because we've allowed psychopaths to take charge. We've given them the power and the corporations that they run. And um, as a result, they're going to dictate the arguments that we have to argue against. So like this shouldn't even be a conversation. In other words, why are we even talking about this? And yet someone has to say it, right? Like killing our grandparents is bad. (laughs) Murdering people with other complications because we want to go outside or because, um, the corporate overlords have said they want you to go back to work so that they can make more money. That's bad, right? Like somebody has to say it. Well, no, nobody should have to say it. This is ridiculous, but this is how we're living. This is the world we're in. And we keep saying it's the world we're in now. The world has changed now, but no, all that's changed is that the blinders are slipping off to what we've always been to the thing that we have been building and living in. And just we, America reminds me of me as a kid sitting, you know, in a dark corner behind a couch trying to watch TV when I'm supposed to be in bed. And every time the commercials come on, I'd hold my breath so that my parents wouldn't turn around and catch me. They wouldn't know I was there and I'd be able to stay up late if I just held my breath through the commercials, which didn't quite work. And they'd catch me and, and off I'd go once they were done with their hypnosis of the TV show they were watching and into the commercial break, they'd realize, Oh, Jerry's over there. We got to send him to bed. That's kind of what we are. We've just been holding our breath, hoping to make it through. And I just want to put this in the bigger context of we only have like what? Somewhere between 70 and 100 years to live. How have we decided that this is what life is? Why are we okay with saying that this is what life is for? This is what life is about. The economy. Working, the economy, the economy, working, consuming, consumers, working to consume, making money to consume, working, economy. Now, something needs to change here. And the unfortunate thing is, we can't be the ones to change it. The mind that 
gives us this dilemma is this dilemma. So if we're going to stop with all the crazy, what we really need to do is completely stop, period. I mean, think of a crazy person babbling, babbling, babbling. If they would just shut up for a second, if they would just be silent for a second, perhaps a silence would overcome them and they wouldn't be crazy anymore. Now, that might sound like a lunatic notion to a lunatic world, but that's why. Because it's a lunatic world. And so, truth is perverted. Correctness is backwards. It's the stuff we laugh at. The stuff we say can't work. The the stuff we say is is an ideal. These are the ways that we put this stuff off. This this just shutting up. This being silenced. It's the way we avoid being silenced so we can continue to be us. In control. Seeking. Pretending we don't fear death. Fear annihilation. Pretending we exist. Pretending we're not just projections of the brain. Interacting dysfunctionally with the world around us. In which we are embedded. All of that. Do we wake up from that or not? That's where we are. And that's where we've always been. It's just that we're living now at the point where uh, even Mama Earth is like, mm, time to make a decision here, folks. I can't sustain this disease much longer. And therefore, neither can you. So what's it going to be? Kill Grandma and get back to work? <laughs> Take an extended quarantine and hope that this thing goes down enough where we can get back to normal and then we can vote out the bad guy and put in the quote-unquote good guy and and everything will go back to normal just the way it was. Except the planet herself isn't how she was. We're at the precipice of a massive restructure and we don't want to restructure ourselves. How's that going to work out? Let's ask the dinosaurs. <laughs>